Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning out there in Radioland. Thank you for joining us. The gang is back together. My name's Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. It's been a couple weeks uh, since we've both been back in the studio together to do the radio show, so we're both excited. Uh, good morning, Mr. Finelli. How goes the battle? Just live to fight another day. As Josh has a uh, three-and-a-half-year-old, uh, Dennis the Menace, and a <laughs> five-month-old. Is he five months, four months? Four months, yeah. So as, uh, for all of you that have kids, you can remember those days. It is, uh, you feel like you're just uh, trying to keep your head above water. It's like it? going through a bear market. And then Josh also has to deal with our clients that are equally as whiny in some cases. And so Josh just has to deal with a whole heck of a lot of whining these days. But it'll be worth it someday, Josh, I promise. Yeah. Uh, as always, if you guys want to be part of the show, if you have a question, comment, uh, give us a call. The number is 877-670-7117, or you can go to our website and send us an email. Website is northwestquadrantwealth.com. So let's talk about the week that was in the capital market. So as good as uh, the month of October was, I'm sure Josh told you a lot about uh, how great October was. It was the best October since the year I was born in 1976 for the Dow. Uh, not so much for the, I mean, the S&P was up 8 and the NASDAQ was up 3, but not nearly as good as the Dow, up 14%. Uh, and so for the first full trading week in November, we saw stocks sell off. Uh, U.S. stocks as measured by the S&P 500 were down a little bit over 4% last week. Uh, we did see a rally in international markets. We saw international developed markets up a little over 1% last week. Uh, emerging markets ripped higher last week, um, funnily enough, but they were up over 5% last week. And, you know, don't get excited. The emerging market space has been an absolute unmitigated disaster for the last decade. Uh, and I, one week uh, does not make a trend. <laughs> well, that and that's all predicated on rumors of a potential loosening of covid lockdowns in china but we shall see but it still isn't going to change the dynamics that is china so uh u.s stocks small cap stocks um were three percent lower last week so we saw a sell-off in the equity markets here in the u.s uh we also saw bonds trade lower the aggregate bond index which is think of the s p 500 but for the bond world it's a collection of all different kinds of bonds uh that was down about one percent last week it continues to have a just abysmal year worst year ever uh, for the aggregate bond index, uh, the yield on the two-year Treasury, 4.65%. 20-year high there. And the yield on the 10-year is 4.15. I was actually able to buy eight-month bonds last week uh, for 4.8%, maturing <laughs> in eight months. So uh, the yield curve is still inverted. Um, there are some very interesting things, and I know Josh talked about it last week, but very interesting investment opportunities in the short end of the yield curve. Uh, and so if you have a lot of money in cash, you should absolutely be taking advantage of those opportunities. The NASDAQ's now down 33.5% on the year. A brutal, brutal performance. <laughs> Big tech continuing to get hammered. Uh, you know, even the marginal tech, the QQQJs, those lower, the further down the market cap spectrum on the NASDAQ 100, they really started to get hammered this week. Uh, some of those software as a service Names down 30, 40% in a day on earnings reports. 
Gold was unchanged last week, sixteen eighty-one an ounce, and oil was up three and a quarter percent and ninety-two bucks a barrel. That's not going to be good for the inflation number. So we got lots of market moving news last week. The biggest being news from the two-day central bank meeting. Uh, the Federal Reserve raised their Fed funds rate by. 75 basis points, 0.75% last week to 4%, range between 375 and 4%, but let's just call it 4%. They also, more importantly, reiterated their commitment to keep going until inflation uh, is significantly lower. Um, you know what? Quite frankly, I think the market doesn't believe Jerome Powell uh, and doesn't believe the rest of the Fed because the market's reaction uh, was not what you would expect it, and, and we got other news. It wasn't what you expected. So here's the deal. I think we should take Jerome Powell for his word, at his word. I think we should believe what he's saying, and he continues to reference what happened the last time we saw inflation this bad uh, when Paul Volcker was the chairman of the Fed Reserve. He, he kept raising interest rates, kept raising interest rates, kept raising interest rates. Then he paused. And then inflation didn't go away. In fact, it came back a little bit worse. And then he had to be more aggressive and was raising rates over 100 basis points per meeting. Uh, and that made the recession ultimately worse. For those of you that are old enough, you remember the 81, 82 recession in places like Central Oregon was about to go away. And so the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, knows that and he does not want to repeat those mistakes. And so uh, the market... You know, there's this buy the dip mentality Josh and I were talking about last week. There's lots of cash still sloshing around in the system. And for the longest time, buying the dip for a lot of a generation uh, continued to make sense. And they thought, OK, well, the Fed will will capitulate and, and change their tune and, and lower rates and we can go back to, quote unquote, normal. If you were, I don't think that's happening. This if time. you were to sum it up in three words, it would be higher for longer. And when you were gone, I actually talked about multiple compression and sort of, you know, there's this confusion out there that just because a stock's fallen 70, 80 percent, that that maybe has this. Uh, perception of value that's been created there and you know history is very instructive and in that it's not and a lot of these businesses multiple contraction has to continue dramatically so well uh, some of them are zero so that's the other thing yeah and you know this expectation you know like as tyler mentioned take the fed at its word you know a four or five percent discount rate let's call it a five percent discount rate uh that's going to create an even higher profitability hurdle uh for non-profitable businesses out there uh, which they can't go to the equity markets to get free money anymore. Or the debt market. Debt market's going to be almost unwilling to finance them. So uh, really big burden and uh, very negative for the stock prices going forward because most of them, uh, you know, stock-based compensation is how they sort of keep their balance sheet from being garbage. And uh, <laughs> they're not going to be able to do that for much longer. We also got the October jobs report. The U.S. economy added 261,000 jobs, which was actually better than expected. There was a, the expectation was two, for 205,000. Uh, the unemployment rate ticked up a bit to 3.7 percent. But you know, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I remember, in college, full employment was four, four and a half percent, and we're still below that. So, what does that mean? It, uh, you know, the Fed has two mandates: full employment and uh, keeping inflation in check. Well, we have full employment and we don't have inflation in check. And so that clears the deck more. And, you know, the, the funny thing to me was the market's reaction on Friday morning when we got the October jobs report ripping higher at the open. It's like, wait a second. We just got a jobs report that was better than expected. Unemployment is still unbelievably low, historically low rates. 
and the market's rallying on that news, it made absolutely no sense. I mean, it was a good economic report, but what it meant was the Fed can continue their aggressive rate hiking. And ultimately, that's not going to be that's going to be ultimately a headwind for stocks. And so there is this still this belief by so many market participants that the Fed is going to change their tune and pause and all these sorts of things. For, the other thing that is bothering my mind is there's this sense out there that the the Federal Reserve either has to be tightening or loosening. They can't be doing any. They can't be doing nothing, and that's not a thing. Uh, I know for most of your people that have been paying attention uh, to, to the Federal Reserve, they've either been tightening or loosening. Uh, but there have been big stretches of time when the Fed doesn't do anything. Uh, and the, the other thing is they have a lot of other tools. Uh, like their balance sheet that uh, most people aren't paying attention to, which has a huge impact uh, also. John, Josh, real quick, in the last minute, what's earnings season look like so far? Uh, we've got 428 companies having reported through Friday. Uh, S&P 500 earnings up just over 4% year-on-year, which uh, is entirely led by the 140% increase in energy. Uh, communication services, uh, some of the tech, obviously negative year-on-year. So uh, S&P 500 Earnings growth is pretty much X energy. It's actually negative. Uh, top line growth has been awesome. Uh, just outpacing inflation, actually 11% year on year. So uh, pretty good. Expe- you know, overall earnings season much better than expected, of course. But uh, guidance being more important. And uh, what you saw specifically this week is all of those. And I talked about this last week a lot too. All of those names that were priced for perfection, narrative-driven stocks. When the growth stops, uh, the equities get absolutely clobbered. All right, if you want to be part of the show, you have a question or a comment, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about what you shouldn't be paying your advisor to do. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, 11th annual Jazz at the Oxford concerts return to the Oxford Hotel in downtown Bend with an impressive lineup of shows through March. Charlie Porter performs November 11th and 12th and will host a free education workshop at the Oxford Hotel. Charlie Porter is an internationally acclaimed Grammy Award winning trumpeter and composer. Find more info and purchase tickets at jazzattheoxford.com. That's jazzattheoxford.com. Jazz at the Oxford in downtown Bend. Presented by Subaru of Bend and produced by Patrick Lamb Productions. Today I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... 
My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. Caldera High School invites you to our annual Winter Wonderland Holiday Bazaar on December 3rd from 12 to 5. Find the perfect gifts from our local artisans like jewelry, home decor, and clothing, plus lots of food and holiday cheer. Bid in our silent auction for several gift baskets and listen to holiday music performed by Caldera's very own band students. Come join the fun, shop with us for the holidays, and support local businesses and students at Caldera High School Winter Wonderland Holiday Bazaar, December 3rd from 12 to 5. November 9th, the CMA Awards is live, and it kicks off with a must-see all-star tribute to Loretta Lynn. With performances by Carrie Underwood, Luke Bryan, Miranda Lambert, Morgan Wallen, and more. Plus, can't miss collaborations. Zach Brown Band with Jimmy Allen and Marcus King. Hardy featuring Lainey Wilson. Kelsey Ballerini with Kelly Clarkson and Carly Pierce. It's going to be a great show. Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning host the CMA Awards live Wednesday, November 9th on ABC and stream next day on Hulu. If you want to pay off high interest debt faster, it's time to refinance with American Financing, America's home for home loans. Get a free mortgage review and learn about custom loans that can save you up to $1,000 a month. If you start soon, you may close in as fast as 10 days. Call 866-886-2026. That's 866-886-2026. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182-334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. If you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets and want a free retirement review, call the office to get it scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just let us know you'd like a free retirement review. So over the last 18 months, uh, M2, which is the money supply here in the United States, so think about all the dollars in the sloshing around in the system, uh, has increased by 43% over the last 18 months. Guess what also has coincidentally increased the exact same amount? The housing market. House prices in the United States have increased the exact same amount uh, as as uh, the money supply has increased. Um, and now, over the last uh, month or so, the money supply, M2, has decreased by 1.1%. And guess what also has started to decline? The housing market from a price perspective. And so it was interesting. I saw an interview with uh, uh, the CEO of a big home builder here in the United States on Friday on CNBC. And the guy was like, like mad. He was mad at the Federal Reserve. He was just like wanting to point fingers about how they're booning the housing market and all these things. And, you know, he was talking about, you know, if we can get rates, if they could stop doing what they're doing was his quote, uh, then we could get stabilization in rates and the housing market would normalize. And it was like, wait a second, you think normalization is a manipulated market. I don't think, sir, you understand how a market works. Whether you're talking about two, three-year-olds 
deciding what goldfish are worth to them. There's a lot of variables that go into it, but a market is about supply and demand. And he was compl- complaining that demand has gone away. Maybe this is the real, like, you know, uh, so much demand got taken that, there, you know, in a manipulated market, you're going to have big distortions. That was not a market. Markets, the true market we're seeing now is the actual market. It's appalling to think that the Federal Reserve was buying mortgage-backed securities in February of this year. When I, the it, housing it, market was, uh, you know, up double-digit, 20-plus like percent. It feels like so long ago. <laughs> and so it, 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 it is close to criminal that the Fed was doing that. The, 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 and everybody that wants to talk about, you know, the politicians, whether it be Republican or Democrat that created the inflation problem, the Federal Reserve is 99 percent responsible for this inflation problem that we have. And they're the only ones that can fix it. Nothing the politicians can do can fix the inflation problem. And so they could make it worse, but they, they're not going to be able to do anything to fix it. And so, you know, this housing market thing, it, this is what when you manipulate a market. So we've had supposedly this free market. When you manipulate a market, by but for as long as we have in this country, when you take the manipulation away, you see distortions on the other side of the, that are just as big as big. And this is going to continue. So, um, you know, there's so many people out there that think there's going to be sort of this return to normal. Uh, and for so many of you out there that don't know what real normal is, uh, I think you're in for a, a big shock. The other thing is that. Here's another distortion. Um, So this year is the worst year for long-dated U.S. Treasury bonds since the Constitution was written. And so so, since the founding of this country, this is the worst year from a performance perspective for U.S. Treasuries. And that's exactly for the same reason. We had tons of manipulation in a market. And when you take the manipulation out of the market and the market has to find some normalization equilibrium – you see huge distortions where you see prices falling precipitously because the biggest buyer in the market by far went away. And now if you want us retail investors to pick up that slack, that means yields have to go way up. Well, and that's as, what we're as saying. the ag has continued its underperformance, uh, we previously had, it was the 1840s that we, we were at. There was a, a financial crisis back then that was at, in, at the tail end of a long inflationary boom, much like the one that we've, we have been in. But uh, we are now going very far back in history to reach the, the depths of bond performance this year. It's astonishing. Of course, no one has, uh, no one that's working or no one has been alive has ever seen it this bad. And I hate using that word, but it is unprecedented. Well, and it's again, but because of the unprecedented amount of manipulation in a supposedly free market. Okay, this segment we want to talk about. You should absolutely not be picking or, or paying your financial advisor to pick stocks for you. You shouldn't be doing it yourself either. Um, but this data that we're about to share with you it comes from Spiva, the S and P Global Spiva Scorecard, um, and it looks at professional money managers. So think of mutual fund managers at American Funds, Franklin Time, and all the different uh, professional money managers that are are out there. active mutual fund managers that actually, and here's what we were talking about in the office this week, is it would be absolutely fascinating to see the financial advisor uh, active stock picker performance because, you you know, it's a very reasonable conclusion to think that they're actually dramatically underperforming professional money managers who uh, have significantly more access to research information and talent. So if you look at all domestic, you know, US based uh, mutual funds that are have a US mandate, small cap, mid cap, large cap, whatever, you look at all of those funds for the last 20 years, 
only 6% of the professionals, and I say professionals that have tons of resources and this is their job, only 6% of those professional money managers have beaten their benchmark, their index that they're competing against. Uh, on the fixed income side, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's similar. It's 90, so 9% of so-called professional managers have beat their benchmark. So if you, for some reason you think your financial advisor in Bend, Oregon or Portland, Oregon or Eugene or wherever you are, who has a lot less resources than these professional managers, for some reason, if you think you can pay this person, man or woman, to beat the benchmark, obviously you know how we feel about that. So you know, we we do these free retirement reviews. People come in and we look at their portfolios and they're loaded with individual stock positions and bond positions. And we say to ourselves, like, why are you paying this person when you can have top 10% performance globally by just buying the benchmark that these men and women are trying to the, beat the, and not even coming close to doing it? The thing I've been trying to communicate to prospective clients lately in meetings when I see it actually is think about it from the perspective <coughs> of the financial advisor doing it. You have clients coming in at different times. You know, you have all these different clients that became a client of, in various different years or months. The matrix that you try to create in your head of like managing an individual stock portfolio across 50 or 100 clients when they all came in at a different time, yet you can't add a position in a one client's portfolio because of the timing related to them coming becoming a client. You know, it's nearly impossible for them to actually keep track or know what's going on in any specific portfolio at any given time. Uh, the decision tree there is it just explodes. And so you think about their ability to do that. It is almost laughable to think that they actually know what's going on within in any given portfolio in their broader book because so, they don't. So the important thing to take away from this, and a lot of you out there have individual stock positions in your portfolio and you're looking at it in a vacuum. You're not comparing it to anything. So, you know, what you need to say is, okay, if I, this individual stock portfolio that I have, I feel like it's done well, but how is it done against, say, the S&P 500 or whatever? And, and there's a really good chance that you've dramatically outperformed it, and you've done it in a much less tax-efficient way. So if you could have just owned the market, had the same risk profile, outperform your stock portfolio by 2% a year, and maybe add another percent for the tax liability, why wouldn't you do that? But then you're paying this financial advisor, I guess, because he or she is nice and calls you on your birthday, you know, that, that none of that makes any sense to us. So, you know, you, all of you out there that have individual stock portfolios that you're paying some financial advisor, you are leaving money on the table, not just the fee, but the performance. And, and it's not just my opinion, the statistics bear it out. All right. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a, a short video in the middle and end of every month. Uh, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just let us know you'd like to be added to our e-newsletter list. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your email questions, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
most traffic, the most weather. FM 100.1 is News Talk 1110, KBND, Bend. It's Lars to tell you why now is the time to get in and see my friends at Volvo Cars Bend. Why? Because there finally is a brand new load of XC60s and other great Volvos on the way to Volvo Cars Bend. Go now and get your name on one of these exciting new Volvos. And here's more great news. The prices on pre-owned vehicles are finally coming down. And Volvo Cars Bend has a lot filled with quality trucks, SUVs, and cars for you to pick from. You know their motto is always do the right thing. That means you get great service before during and after the buy. And don't forget, Volvo Cars Bend is a truly local business, supporting one local charity every single month. Get in now and reserve your XC60 or any of the other amazing Volvos that are arriving. Volvo Cars Bend, where we know luxury. On the north side at Highway 97 and Grandview and at volvoofbend.com. That's volvoofbend.com. And be sure to tell them Lars sent you. They've saved the best of summer for last. So for avid outdoorsmen, now is the time to get fired up. At Finn and Fire in Redmond, they have what you need to make your time outdoors more fun. While trout season has been excellent, the big news is that for the first time in two years, the lower Deschutes will be open for steelhead. Whether you just need a few flies or a new spay rod setup, Finn and Fire has it. For hunting, crispy boots are well stocked for men and women. With Vibram soles and Gore-Tex liners, you'll be able to cover the most rugged terrain. Finn and Fire also has a fine assortment of Sitka gear and Mystery Ranch packs, plus all the latest from Benchmade knives. You can even pick up a hard-to-find Yeti Tundra 45 or 65 at Finn and Fire. So stop on by and shop the extensive selection of the best gear while you enjoy a bite from their 18-tap bar. Finn and Fire is truly a fly shop unlike any other. Just across from Safeway and Redmond or at finnandfire.com. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Want to increase your holiday bank account or simply earn extra money? Now is the perfect time. Many of the stores at the Ben Factory stores are looking for help or else and offering great incentives to work part-time or full-time during the holiday shopping season. Check Ben Factory stores' social media for the latest job listings or stop by your favorite stores and simply ask. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but... Three quarters, I dress. 
you like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two and three bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. If I asked your mother two words to describe you, would she say honest and actionable? <laughs> who, who came up with that line? Uh, welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. Uh, my name is Tyler Shimonosaka over there. He's Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. You know, I, when I'm watching the World Series, they say, my name's Tyler Simonis, and that guy over there, he's the Hall of Famer, John Smoltz. And I can't say the Hall of Famer, Josh Finelli, but uh, in your dog's mind, you're the Hall of Famer. Yeah. If you want to be part of the show, call us, 877-670-7117, or an email us by going to our website, Northwest Quadrant Wealth com. You got to get uh, my dog to tell my wife to, about what that you're the that you're the Hall of Famer. Yeah, I don't know what you're a Hall of Famer in. <laughs> Actually, I do know. Tim knows too, but we can't. Yeah, you know, we can't. We can't say it on this family Except program. We know the wives never listen to the show, so. <laughs> when sometimes when I'm in the car and I make my wife listen to it, <laughs> you have to force feed her. And my kids are like, really, Dad. Force feeder your dad. Voice. You're great. Do you know? Do we need to tell you you're great, Dad? I'm been, I'm doing quite well with having my wife never actually listened to it before. But your in-laws listen, and that's all. That's what really counts. They'll tell her how great you are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So it's that time of year, and obviously end of year stuff coming up. Um, and for all of you that own actively managed mutual funds, uh, we just got the report. It's on Fidelity, or not Fidelity, uh, Morningstar. So if you want to check this out, um, just go to Morningstar. And it, it, the title of the article, uh, it's written by Stephen Welch. Uh, it's which popular mutual funds will hit investors with losses and capital gains distributions this year. So it's one of those really funky years where you have losses in your mutual funds and your equity mutual funds. Uh, but they're also going to distribute big capital gains. So, you know, you own a mutual fund, actively managed fund. They're buying and selling stocks or bonds, whatever they have in their portfolio. Um, and if they have gains, so they're selling something with a gain at the end of the year in December, they have to distribute these uh, capital gains uh, out, out to the shareholders and you have to pay taxes on those capital gains if it's a taxable account. And so you can go on there and you can find your fund. You're, you can go on the fund's website and figure out, okay, I own this fund. What's the estimated capital gain? And some of them are going to be up to 20% of the NAV well, all of, the, of the fund. All the former, all the Ivy stuff that now was under the uh, Delaware umbrella. Some of them were between, a good chunk of them were between 30 and 40%. So Ivy asset strategy, a bunch of so, widely held. So if you have, think about it this way. If you have a $100,000 position in one of those funds and they pay out 30%, that's $30,000 
in capital gains, $30,000, and then you have to pay taxes on that at a capital gains rate. And so if you sell the fund, so if, let's, and that's on top of getting kicked in the face by the fund being down. <laughs> so if you have a loss in the, some of these funds, uh, you can sell them, and they're not gonna, you're not going to get the distribution. So you have to do it before the distribution if you have a loss. The, the reason I'm bringing this up is it's more of a reason you all need to be indexing because these indexes, especially in an exchange-traded fund form, uh, are much more tax efficient, and you're not seeing these giant uh, capital gains because they're not uh, actively managing, managing them because they're in indexes. So, uh, again, another reason for indexing, but I, I, it, you can still do something about it if you have some of these funds. All right, let's tackle some of these uh, email questions we have. This comes from Mary uh, D. here in Bend. Uh, Mary says, I've been reading about investing in target date funds. I think they are my best option as I don't have time or expertise to manage my money. I'm wondering which companies you think have the best target date fund. So what Mary's talking about, a target date fund is um, usually there's a, a date associated with the target date fund somewhere out in the future. And so what you're supposed to do is, let's say Mary is, uh, you know, she's going to retire in the year 2040. She would pick the target date fund that's closest to that. And uh, as we get closer to that date, uh, the fund gets more and more conservative because you're going to be closer to needing that money. So it starts relatively aggressive. And then as you get closer, the fund company shifts that portfolio uh, to a more conservative stance. Um, here's what I'll tell you. The fund companies love these things because it's like, you know, they get to manage all of your assets in one place. Um, it's very profitable for them. Um, and so I, here's the, I mean, I, I think there's much better ways about going about doing it, but there are some fund companies that have some pretty decent options out there. And Mary, you knowing that about yourself, um, maybe it is the best option for you. The, the, the two companies that I would say are the, sort of the best at it, in my opinion, at least, uh, if you want a passive fund company, one that, uh, you know, uses index funds, I would say Vanguard is the best option. If you want an actively managed fund company to do it for you, American funds is probably the best option. Um, I, 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 I think there are better options out there. The fund companies created these as a way to get more assets into their funds. And the problem I have with them is oftentimes a fund that exists out there for a fund company that doesn't get a lot of asset flow from, uh, from retail or financial advisors because it's not that great of a fund, the fund companies will stick it in one of these target day portfolios so that it can get flow because once you buy a target day fund, you're not choosing the underlying mutual funds. Uh, you just pick the company and they do it for The them. other great irony in 2022 is because many of them are designed with sort of this interest rate agnostic and with an interest rate agnostic environment is, you know, people that had say a 2020 or a 2025 or even a 2030 target date, that are heavily bond exposure. That thought they were really, really conservatively invested. Uh, you know, their performance is basically in line with the market this year. And because so much of that fixed income underlying that target date fund is long duration stuff that's just got absolutely destroyed. And so not necessarily the outcome that they were predicting. Uh, and that's 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 probably the biggest reason not to pick. Yeah, the and it's one fund. of the reasons we don't like it. And we generally want people to bifurcate in their exposure and, you know, try to get that if within your 401k use a stable value if you want to be conservative. Uh, now that risk for yield so high, but uh, that is the biggest problem from just the perspective of people that are nearing retirement uh, because they're created with and not considering the interest rate environment, uh, conservative and overly conservative allocation this year has gotten absolutely destroyed. Yeah. I mean, if you have 50% of your money in intermediate and long-term bonds, 
you, you know, you're down 18% on that part of your portfolio, which is supposed to be the conservative part of your portfolio. So that's why we, we would prefer a much more specific approach to, to your asset allocation. And, you know, it, it, let's say, Mary, you hired a financial advisor to do it instead of a target date fund. Uh, and, and, you know, you have to pay that financial advisor fee. There's a good chance that you're going to be uh, down a lot less in a much con- more conservative portfolio if the advisor is taking interest rate, the interest rate environment into account. Uh, but that's a good question because they are a popular uh, option out there. Uh, Tom R. in Redmond, Tom says, um, how, do, how, my, how do my wife and I know if we're on track to have enough save for retirement? We just turned 50, which snuck up on us. That's for happening to me soon, too. Uh, so now, we're, uh, so how do we know now that we're fo- focusing on retirement? I mean, Tom, the, the, the way that we tell people to think about it is, you know, you're, you have to figure out what your Social Security, what your fixed uh, – Fixed income is going to be from pensions or Social Security where you know you're going to have income, let's say real estate income, whatever it is. Um, And then you say, okay, well, how much more am I going to need in retirement? Uh, and let's say that number is forty five thousand dollars. I'll pick that number. Uh, and so you you know you're going to need a million dollars in retirement savings to generate that four and a half percent. So so the math is pretty simple and it's not real complicated. After you figure out how much you're going to get from fixed sources like Social Security, you, have to, you say, okay, well, how much do I need to make up? Uh, and then you can back into a number that you have to have saved. And, and the reason I say that is uh, once you're 65 years old, a, a retired couple uh, that's 65 can take 4.5% of their retirement assets on an annual basis, adjust that number up for whatever the inflation rate is, and statistically that couple is not going to run out of money. And so when you know the withdrawal rate that you can take – then you know you need how much you need to have saved. So, for example, if you have two million bucks, that's going to generate uh, ninety thousand dollars in income annually. But the fast- and then you combine that with Social Security, and hopefully that's enough. The fastest way to probably do it in your head is just think what your deficit is going to be net of Social Security, and then multiply that number by either somewhere between twenty-two and twenty-five, and it gives you the big round number that you need to know. On depending on how aggressive you want to be from withdrawal rates. Yeah, Tom, what I'll tell what I tell you is, one, you know, most people think they they can take a lot more than they actually can from their retirement assets, and so that four and a half percent number is scary for a lot of people because then they say, wait a second, you, you're telling me in order to have close to a hundred thousand dollars, I need to have two million? That's a scary number, but uh, don't shoot the messengers. It, it's it is the math. Uh, unless you know you're going to die sooner, then you can take more. All right, if you want to take us up on a free retirement review, uh, talk about anything in your financial life, if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call the office to get it scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about why 2022 has been so bad for bond funds. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa. Final day. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. 
Save thousands. Be advised. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on the hot tub and swim spa. Final day. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. 18-month interest-free financing. Brand new 2022 inventory ready for immediate delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Huge factory incentives, factory rebates. This weekend only. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. We can remove your old hot tub. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Come see the revolutionary new swim spa in action at exceptional prices. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Just relax and enjoy. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Just one day left. Final day, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Free admission, free parking, free delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Call 888-SPA-SALE or visit hottubandswimspa-sale.com. Today, I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. Since 1999, Auto Network Group, ANG and Bend, has been delivering on the American promise of driving excitement. Hi, Fred Johnson here. Auto Network Group buyers scour the market selecting only the best of the best. Cars, trucks, SUVs, vans, and top-of-the-line RVs. They have the brands you can trust. Let Auto Network Group match your active Central Oregon lifestyle with the perfect vehicle for things you love to do. The buying experience at ANG is streamlined. Apply online, get pre-approved financing, select your new late model car, truck, SUV, or RV. And in three easy steps, you can be driving something new. They take pride in their 100% positive feedback rating. Go to ANGBend.com to see their big inventory and see what other satisfied customers have to say. Or stop in today at Auto Network Group, just behind Target on Robo Lane and Bend. Auto Network Group, delivering driving excitement. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. If you want to be added to our e-newsletter list, Josh and I do a about a five or six minute video in the middle and end of every month. We did one last week where we talk about well, what's going on in the capital markets, especially as it relates to our clients' money. Uh, so if you want to get added to the e-newsletter list, send us an email by going to our website, Northwest Quadrant Wealth. Say add me to your e-newsletter list and we'll get you on that list. And that's the only thing 
that we send out, uh, not because we don't want to send more out, just maybe because we don't have time and we're a bit lazy and that video is a lot easier to, sh to do than write an actual hard copy uh, e-newsletter twice a month. We do one four times a year. That's enough, right? It definitely is. <laughs> and this comes from a guy who went to law school where they do have to do lots of writing. So, uh, But Josh is definitely the best writer in the office. I don't know how much that's saying, but... Uh, Law school was worth it because it made you a great writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ROI there was it was awesome. Oh, come on. Patience, young Skywalker. Uh, so October was interesting. The month of October, um, the, the S&P, you know, the S&P, believe it or not, the whole month of October wasn't great. It was the second half of October that was good. The S&P uh, was up 12 percent uh, from the low that it hit on October 13th. Uh, which, believe it or not, that was the fifth major bounce in the stock market uh, since the market peaked on January 4th. So we all know that the market hit an all-time high in the beginning of January of this year and then started to sell off. Uh, but, you know, we had uh, we had a, a 9% bounce in um, February. We had a 12.8% bounce in March. We had a 10% bounce in June. Uh, in July, we had an, from from the end of June to the end of July, to into August, we had a 19% bounce, and then, like I said, we just had a 12% bounce in uh, in the month of October. But what is common also is after each one of those bounces, we reach new lower lows. And I think that's the big distinction from the summer. Uh, and the summer was almost, it was a classic because it retraced essentially 50% of the sell-off year to date, even in the Nasdaq, just like that early 2000s rip roaring comeback in July of August, but the NASDAQ especially is just making a succession of higher, higher lows or ex lower, uh, lows. lower lows. I yeah. mean, and, uh, and the bounce back when you look, it's just classic. Yeah. And, it's and the reason I bring it up is, you know, you watch CNBC or all these different financial channels or read whatever. And, you know, the, the funny thing about these channels is that they just parade person after person on there trying to predict the future. And it's the short term future, which nobody can do. So it's this funny, ridiculous thing that they do all day long, every day, five days a week, where they parade somebody on that has some really strong opinion about the short term direction of the market. And the truth is none of them know. And so they're all just guessing. And uh, there's this like perpetual uh, trying to find the bottom all the time. Uh, and once that stops, generally is when a bottom is found, <laughs> when the people sort of throw in the towel and say, you know, maybe it's going to keep getting worse forever. That's when we find a bottom. But, you know, there are lots, if, if you go back and you look at every bear market, there's been a lot of sucker rallies in those bear markets where you think, okay, that was it. Uh, and then the market reached new lower lows. The reality of this is, and this is, uh, my opinion, so take it for what it's worth, I just, after I just made fun of people giving their opinions about the future, is that uh, the Fed has a lot more work to do to, to tame inflation, and that means stock prices are going to go lower. The reason they don't put people like me on there is because nobody wants to hear that. Uh, you know, it's just like when you go to your doctor and, and you know, the doctor says, well, you know, you could fix your situation by just eating right, well, sleeping more, and exercising. Gives and CN people say, no, 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 just give me the pill. Give CNBC credit when there's when it, we get the markets in turmoil special. You, they uh, find every bear that they can. The neuro, the Rubinis of the world get paraded out uh, day, day after day during the real bloodbaths. So, but there's 35 of the doofuses that are cheerleaders <laughs> for one of those guys. So, But uh, the Nasdaq's whimpering rally in October, uh, you know, the, the succession of higher 
of lower highs. Uh, the last one looks abysmal relative to the one over the summer. And and here's the thing, I'll tell you. Yes, we're this market's going to correct more, but three, five, ten years from now, it's going to be a lot higher. So just realize that that's the that's the real story, and that's what you should have faith in. Yes, this pain is going to get worse. All bear markets come to an end just like this one and all recessions come to an end just like this one and companies will ultimately earn more money and that's what drives stock prices higher. So have faith in that. Okay, Mr. Finelli. Why all these people out there that have these bond portfolios, they have bond mutual funds, they have individual bond positions. Why in the heck are their bond positions down as much as their stock positions, especially in mutual funds? They have five-star bond mutual funds. Why is my five-star bond mutual fund down 18% year-to-date? Well, of course, those funds have to mark those bonds to market. And, and what does that mean? That means they have to account for the market value of their holdings. And uh, you know, the reality is the longer out the curve you went, uh, taking time risk and duration risk, uh, the more susceptible you are to increases in interest rates. And the analogy that we love here at Northwest Quadrant is uh, picking up pennies in front of a steamroller. And that's what people were doing when they were reaching for that little bit of extra incremental yield uh, before rates started to rise. It was not worth taking the extra time for that incremental bit of return. And, you know, as those funds mark those mark losses to market, uh, if you're holding those bonds to maturity and, you know, the maturity is two or three years out, like maybe, you know, you're willing to ride it out and get your principal back. But it's going to be a rough ride uh, for in investors in exchange traded funds or uh, mutual funds that hold those positions. The other thing, of course, that we're seeing more concern now uh, is credit related stuff. And uh, that's likely the next shoe to drop. Most companies out there uh, were just like people and loaded up on cheap debt. Uh, when the spigot of the market was open and there was essentially unlimited liquidity. But uh, when those uh, companies that sort of exist on the edge have to go refinance here in the months to come in 2023, uh, it's going to be a markedly different environment, that's for sure. So, but he here's the important thing for all of you that own bonds and bond mutual funds, which a lot of you do, and they're down the the reason those bonds inside of there have to be priced to where the market is right so those bonds trade just like stocks and in order for those bonds that had no yield to be attractive to new investors that means the price of your bonds in that portfolio have to fall to be attractive to those new investors and that gets reflected in the price of your bond fund uh, and so rates are going to probably continue to eat higher we've seen probably a big part of the move but as rates go higher, bond prices keep going lower, and so does your bond fund. And as Josh just mentioned, the next shoe to drop is bonds of low credit quality. So, you know, companies that um, ha have to pay more anyway, you've heard of junk bonds or high-yield bonds. Um, those are the part of the bond market that when we have a recession, those companies can't pay their debt, then they default, and then you see huge losses in those bond uh, mutual funds, those high-yield funds. And a lot of you have those in your portfolio. So... You know, you got kicked down by the interest rate increase, and you've seen big declines. The next shoe to drop is when the credit market starts to have problems, then you'll see another leg lower. So there is a solution. 
you know, we've made this, we've moved all of our client money into the right answer, which is short duration treasuries, which now pay four and a half percent. You know, to us, that makes all the sense in the world. For some reason, all your financial advisors out there aren't making these moves because here's the real truth to the story. They don't pay attention and they don't actually manage your money. And so uh, the solution is out there. You just have to have to have a financial advisor that knows what they're doing. And we just know that most of them don't because they don't manage your money and they don't take any of this into account. So if you want to take us up on a free retirement review and have us look at your bond portfolio or anything in your financial life, call the office to get it scheduled. Number here is 800-743-0988 or send us an email by going to our website, uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about account account construction, how to actually build a portfolio, what you should be thinking about. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 